Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by Lions.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weiser on the East Coast. And we are finally back from an all-star break that was interesting. Maybe that's not the word. Either way, we're pushing on here. We've got a bunch of futures to talk about, some awards, some winners, conference winners, uh, make the playoffs, bets, that type of stuff here. So make sure to like and subscribe to that page so you can continue to follow along as soon as these games come back uh, on Thursday of the week right after the All-Star break where Nate and I bring you a couple games and our player props that we are staying wicked hot for you guys on. Also want you to head to thelines.com. Everything we talk about there and more is on thelines.com and you can use that odds finder tool that we have. Find all the best players props and otherwise uh, that are available across these U.S. sports books. Like I said, we're going to be talking about futures for these teams here, maybe some award stuff as well in just a bit, but we are going to kick things off with, uh, you know, talking about a few of the uh, the bets that we like here in terms of, uh, like I said, teams to either make the playoffs, some conference seedings as well, some of the best bets that Nate and I are looking at here uh, to put some money on for these futures. So um, let, Nate, let's just jump right into it. I know there was a bunch of trades. We all know Kyrie's on the Mavs. Uh, we all know the Lakers look a lot better Josh Hart is on the Knicks and one of my favorite players of all time something we should mention here is that uh Russ is probably going to the Clippers here it seems like he wants to go there and despite the fact that Kawhi didn't really seem to want him which is in the rumor mill Paul George did want him and that seemed to be the trump card there so he is likely going to uh the Clips which I think will affect a bunch of the stuff Norm Powell is up for six man of the year we'll talk about that when we get to awards here in a minute uh but the Clippers I think is maybe a good place to start for us Nate as that's a a team that we are both eyeing to put some money on for futures yeah i mean i'm not even going to mince words and say that like betting the champion right now or the conference winner is just like lighting your money on fire and don't do it um this is the most wide open an nba season has ever been i think uh in terms of who's going to win the title i don't think anybody has any idea it's literally going to be a second season so that's why we're just trying to you know play some wagers on how this season's going to end and right now yeah you can you can short uh, the Clippers, basically. Like they they sputtered for a long time. We know this, but they're ten and four over the last fourteen with the best offensive rating in the league, uh, and they have some quality wins in there. Two of those losses are against the Bucks, who we can talk about later. It's another team just like turning the corner, coming on real strong here. Um, so there's a few angles to just bet on them being better than the competition. I mean, it's even money for them to finish fourth seed or higher. I think you get even better odds for them to take the third seed away from the Kings. And that's kind of what I'm looking at. I mean, the Kings have the fourth most difficult strength of schedule re- rest of the way. Uh, Clippers get two against them right out of the bat, right out of the gates here. Uh, Clippers have more, uh, fewer games left to play, which means more rest for them, which is obviously very key. They've actually played the most games of anybody during uh, before the break, right? They have 61 games. They're getting rust in there as, as some um, extra reinforcements. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that actually makes me shy away more from like the Clippers <laughs> winning the championship, but I, I do think that it that's a little extra juice. Um, and, and we just really liked how they looked coming into the all-star break. We picked them a few times in a row and came through beat Phoenix. Um, that just the way they shook it up at the all-star at, at the trade deadline made them more physical, et cetera. Um, Got a back and, center and Plumlee. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, their schedule is is middle of the pack by by the numbers, but again, it's the rest. They only have three back-to-backs remaining. They have a stretch where 9 of 10 are at home in March, and the only road is at Portland, which might start to tank, I guess at this point, but I I mean, 
yeah, by the numbers, they have a tough strength of schedule just up there with the Kings, but I think they're going to be passing the Kings, and, and I do think they're going to be able to hold off the Mavs or whoever else might get that fourth seed. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the to, to get to brass sacks for a minute, like what we're saying here for the Clips, right? I, I will say on, on DraftKings, and I think they, yes, have the best odds for the Clips right now to win the Pacific Division plus 230. So when you start there, you have to bring up that Ke- Kevin Durant is on the Suns. And I said at the top of the show, we know Kyrie Irving's on the Mavs. I probably should have also thrown out there uh, that Kevin Durant is on the Suns. We just don't know when he's coming back. And he said he felt better on an interview at all-star weekend, but like players aren't always the ones who dictate when they come back, et cetera. Um, so I, I don't know when you can expect him back, but if you look at the standings as they sit right now, um, Phoenix is just getting terrible odds to, to win this uh, Pacific division, even though they're, it's, you know, everybody's in the thick of it all together between the Kings Clippers uh, and the Suns at this point. And I believe you mentioned there's only one game separating the Kings and the Clips. And then the, the Suns are a half game back there because they have more games left to play than, than the Clippers do. Uh, I'm not even really talking about the Warriors right now, J- just in terms of those three teams, um, you know, the, the Kings, it's just, they're plus 450. Uh, the Clips are plus 230, like I said, and then, and the Suns are what, like minus, uh, somewhere in the like minus 175 really bad odds for them to win because everyone's just expecting KD to come back and do his thing we're saying I mean the Clippers have the guys to guard someone like KD they they have the guys to to guard uh this team as well as anybody else can you know when, when they really turn it on on defense and, and the presence of Paul George and Kyrie at this, or, and and uh Kawhi at the same time really helps that out uh I love the addition of Eric Gordon love having a backup center in, in Plumlee there as well don't love Russ because I think you have Norman Powell and he's been awesome. Uh, is up for six man of the year plus three fifty for him. Although Malcolm Brogdon seems to be running away with it uh, at this point. Either way, I would say the Clips to do that at this point. I know we're skipping over finals winners because it's like what whatever at this point. But it is juicy if you want to look at someone like the Clippers. By the time you get to them, it's plus nine hundred as like the fifth uh, favorites here to to make the to win the finals. Um, so I think if you are saying that you know we like them to make kind of a run, I think there's some there you, that for them to come out of the West is plus 450 at that point doubling your odds for them to win the championship might as well take both bets if you feel confident about them so i just think there is a lot of upside to the clips like you said despite maybe a difficult strength of schedule the rest of the way i think all the the games that these guys have missed between Kawhi and paul george you can bank on on especially Kawhi being super available barring any kind of unforeseen injury at this point so um yeah yeah go go ahead yeah yeah, I, I want to just get to my favorite bet here. Uh, and it's just because the odds are so juicy here in the East. Is the Nets up to plus 800 to miss the playoffs? Plus 600, plus 800. Implies it, there's an 86% chance that they make the playoffs at this point. And by the numbers, that might be correct. I mean, 538 has that number up there too as the percentage because they have such a healthy lead. I mean, but it's only two and a half games to be out of the play-in. Uh, it's six and a half to be, you know, not to not be the worst team in the play in. And I know you like Toronto to win, make the playoffs, uh, Toronto being the worst team in the play in. I could see them catching Brooklyn here. They're starting to play much better. But look, Brooklyn, it, this is like a perfect opportunity to just say this isn't a numbers game. This is a team that just completely gutted their roster that has not won a road game. Uh, without KD and Kyrie, and and I don't really expect them to. I mean, they're six and eleven since KD just went down. Kyrie dragged them to two road wins, um, and then look at their their twenty four games left. It's the seventh toughest strength of schedule right out of the gates at Chicago, Atlanta, Knicks, Celtics, and home versus Milwaukee. You also have road games at Miami, 
Minnesota, OKC, whatever, you know, it's it. They're all games I don't really, I wouldn't really expect the Nets to win. Uh, I mean, on paper, I know they've been kind of spunky with the occasional. The, the the fact of the matter is, they need Cam Thomas or Spencer Dinwiddie or both to have the game of their life every night to win. Uh, that's that's where they're at in terms of their roster at this point. Uh, Jock Vaughn is a great coach, and I think he will do his best to cobble together some wins here. Uh, but I I don't really see them hanging on to this lead. I think they will be in the play in. And then if you give me plus 600 for Atlanta, Washington, Toronto, whatever, to beat them in a, in a do or die situation, I love that. I love those odds. I mean, it's plus 115 for them to just be in the play and to be six, actually to just be sixth or lower, to not hold the five seed where they're at right now. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Why, why do we expect like the seasons to just freeze? They have 24 games left. They have to, they have to win some of these games. I do not see them really being much, much closer than a 12 and 12 or worse. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, you're the unknown that you would be betting on more than anything is what what are you going to continue to get at, at, from this team? I, I would say three games now is kind of like as they've been um, the the roster that they've been throwing out there is is the guys that you can expect to play for for the rest of the season as well. It's just like you said in in the games that they've won uh, over you know basically since. KD went down and really since Kyrie got traded uh, and it was around the 6th of February, they didn't have him for a few games before as well. But um, on the 6th is when he got traded. They've lost, uh, what, four of six since that period and, and are struggling a bit. They, they did, like you said, the reason they beat the Heat, uh, Mikael Bridges had 45 points probably more of an anomaly love dude and, and he definitely had something to prove in that game but um that that yeah that, that was an anomaly uh and then the other one against the bulls like who knows what's gonna happen against them i i could see them winning again honestly in chicago out the gate atlanta's not a team that i think either of us or anybody wants to put their money on they're so bad on defense and um they really they didn't figure it out between Dejounte and, and trey young it's still one of them doing really well versus both of them seeming to succeed at the same time um and then really you know after that it, 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 the play-in for them is what I think we're both, we're both expecting. I think Miami um, is just the two and a half games back of the Nets. The Knicks could overtake them after just spanking them as well uh, two games ago. So I think both those teams, I think we expect to do better than Brooklyn the rest of the way. Um, for for Miami, Atlanta, Washington, Toronto, the teams right now in, in the, uh, the play-in, yeah, I would just like to talk about Toronto for two seconds because I do think that they're a team that could even overtake um, Brooklyn at this point. Maybe that's a bit of a stretch, to be honest. Um, you know, they're sitting, let's see, yeah, it's like six and a half games back of Brooklyn. I don't expect Brooklyn to just go on a complete losing spree necessarily entirely. I still think that they have the, the, the guns to win the games they should win it two in a row against Houston as well for the Nets that they have left. Um, but Toronto right now to make the playoffs is plus money, which I really like at plus 160, or you can get plus 184 actually on fan duels where it's the best right now. Uh, it's been a weird up and down season for them, but they are 10th in the play in right now. Uh, and I think they can get a little bit higher than that. They still have three games against Washington. Haven't played them yet this season, but they did go three and one against them last year. They've won five of six going into the break, even though there was really only one quality win in there versus Memphis. They just needed some wins under their belt in a row and putting it together. A good streak was helpful. Um, a bit of a hard schedule, um, but they're, I think they're making the play in tournament. And I think they're super well suited um, to be able to get a seven or an eight seed and even chase down to, uh, Atlanta at this point, if you do believe in them, which they still have two games there against them. Um, I think you can expect Miami to kind of overtake. I don't know about the Knicks, but between one of the Knicks and the Nets, I think they get at least a top six seed, if not the fifth seed uh, at that point. And then, yeah, you, you, there's just not enough room for everybody uh, in, in the East on that side. So the Wizards, 
I kind of believe in them enough, but I, I, like I said, they have a ton of game against the Raptors. So plus 184 for the Raps to, to get into the play-in tournament and then win one, maybe two games if they have to, uh, I think is, is a good enough bet with that with those amount of odds. And it's just exactly what I'm saying that like, if you get, even if they don't surpass Brooklyn, if they wind up in that 10, nine or nine, eight, whatever the matchup winds up being absolutely would rather have Toronto. I don't care where the game is. Barclays isn't even a home court. Uh, I just think Brooklyn's going to get knocked out of this thing. I mean, they they could surprise people, but let's keep talking playing. Let's look at the West um, and the Lakers at even money to just be in the playing tournament, right? You don't need them to win. You just uh, you just need them to not miss the playoffs, which would be yeah. plus one forty if you're going to take that. Uh, but I I don't really think OKC. I mean, they're certainly capable of holding that last spot. Um, but I think the Lakers are much better at this point than they were. They could either climb to that ten or nine spot. They've they've got a bit of a hole to dig out of, uh, but only two games back of OKC or three and a half out of out of getting out of the play in tournament. Yeah. But the, I think it's a perfect opportunity to, to middle them in that sense that they're they're not good enough to like catch Dallas to like go off go on a winning streak in a tear right. here when LeBron can barely make two games in a row. Anthony Davis, you never know, could go down again. Yep. Uh, but I do think they will claw their way into this play in situation for the drama of it. So even money is certainly interesting. I mean, Portland and Utah are on a complete downward spiral. So those teams right. are slightly in front of them. So I, we yeah. think they'll hop them and then it's between them and OKC. Does OKC even really want to be in the playing tournament or do they, they want a lot more lottery odds. <laughs> Yeah, and and yeah, you start with Utah, Portland. They they're gonna jump those two teams. They're a game and a half of both of them. Utah is yeah doesn't have it anymore with with the guys that they you know I, losing Vanderbilt, losing Beasley, uh, big losses for them. And then the Blazers, I don't know what they're doing. They traded away their team in a season that Dame is putting up the best season he's ever had. Um, I think he's just pissed. So we're gonna continue to bet on Dame the rest of the season. His props been at like thirty five and a half points. That's the only reason he hasn't been all over our player props every night. Um, but maybe we should. So either way, I, it's it's bad. It's just all dysfunction there. The between the Thunder, the Warriors, the Timberwolves, and the Pellies, like they're gonna overtake one of them, right? Because if you if you look at the Warriors, we don't know when Steph's coming back. Still, I just don't like the look of them. Timberwolves been playing so much better. Is Cat just not coming back this season? That's a big question. I just think there's a little there's questions there. You combine them with the questions of the Pellies. Zion is not coming back for what David Griffin has dubbed weeks after the All-Star break and when we return. So it's not like he's coming back uh, in the month of February and maybe not until mid-late March that you're seeing Zion in there, which means that they're still going to have to play another like 12 to 15 games without him. Uh, and they are not good without him this season, including they put together a little bit of a streak when they when B.I. came back um, with one quality win in there. But then back to the Lakers, you know, I, I you if the if there's if the game that they just played against the Pelicans is any indication of how they're going to play when they have finally had LeBron back playing with these new guys like Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, and Malik Beasley and Rui Hachimura, um, th then I think they're it, it, good things to come, right? And, and that means that they're going to get into the playoffs. They're going to be better than one of those like five teams that we just said. Uh, and then I don't think they're good enough to surpass any of the teams that are in four, five, or six right now, which is the Clips, Suns, and Maps, who all got so much better uh, that I just don't think it's it's a good opportunity for anybody for, for the Lakers to be able to jump them and get into out of the play-in and into the actual playoffs with a six seed or better. So the the minus the minus one ten even money depending on where you find it for them to make the play-in tournament really really good odds right now just to get that. So um, I'm gonna actually.
actually go back to the East for a minute, Nate, and uh, talk about another bet I like that you mentioned briefly, the Bucks. They are a half game back of the Celtics. For them to get the one seed in the East at the end of this season is plus 220, uh, a slightly easier schedule than the Celtics. And really, at the end, I mean, we should caution with Giannis is a little bit hurt, but the report is as soon as he's not feeling pain in his wrist, then he's coming back to play. Maybe he misses a game or two, uh, but I wouldn't quite worry about that as much being the issue. Uh, Chris Middleton has had time to heal. The plus 220 for them to overtake the Celtics by half a game the rest of the way is just too good to pass up more than anything. Am I right? I think so. I mean, you're, you're betting on Giannis's health because they were incredible when, when he had been back in there and they were very shaky without him. Uh, but I, I do like it. I, I expect them to make a to, to finish stronger than the Celtics if he's upright, and that's why I think you might want to take the plus odds on Mike Brown, coach of the year, over Joe Missoula, maybe because I, I think if the Celtics don't hold that number one seed, I don't think the voters, the writers are going to give it to him. Um, but it's not my favorite angle. I'll just look at a couple other specials before we move on to awards that DraftKings has, and and I, I want to be on this soapbox again: Eastern Conference over Western Conference. At even odds, uh, minus 105 right now. And it's really, you know, are you worried about the Suns or the Nuggets at this point? And the Celtics handled KD last playoffs. That's not necessarily, you know, impossible. The Bucks can handle KD or Joker if, again, if Giannis is healthy. And the Sixers, I mean, if, if James Harden's able to get that monkey off his back uh, in the terms of performing in the playoffs, if they're peaking at the right time, they're a championship caliber team as well, um, I, I, I will say. And then I think it's just worth it there. Also, only slightly worse odds on, again, fading the Suns, Nuggets, and Clippers is not, not a first-time champion. Someone who wins the title will be a repeat champion. Um, and then there's the state-by-state stuff, which is always fun, but, I mean, minus 420 right now. Not that interesting. Yeah. Um, so anything on that or you just want to talk awards? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, the, the Eastern Conference, you're betting on the Celtics or the Bucks, um, And, and I, I think that's fine. I think they both look super strong uh, and, and would be, you know, well ready for any of the teams that they'd face, like you said, in the West uh, that you like as a favorite. The Suns. They could get hot, man. I, I don't really want to predict exactly where they're going to finish. They're going to get in the playoffs. Uh, and when they get there, like we could be talking about them the same way that we were so scared of, of what could have been with Harden, Irving uh, and, and KD in Brooklyn. It's probably a little bit better, at least better suited uh, in terms of those, the three that you now have in uh, in Phoenix, the, the better suited in terms of where they all sp- play on the floor and how they can play off of each other. So I'd be a little bit scared of the Suns when betting on the Eastern Conference is my only uh, sort of cautionary tale for that. But no, I'm the one down thing to- I want to throw out okay, a cautionary yeah. tale yeah. is just that that's, that's just not how sports works typically. You can't just like add Kevin Durant and expect it to just immediately translate to a championship when you have a month and a half to get on the same page and you don't have much of a supporting cast around them. In my experience, like it just, it doesn't, I can't really picture it. It's just like, Oh, KD at the deadline, boom championship. I feel like next year they will win the championship uh, after maybe adding a couple pieces, getting a bit healthier uh, that, but I, I, that's just why I'm fading them at this point. Fair. And the only slight counterpoint I would give is if there was a player in the history of the NBA that you could add to any team 
and be like, yeah. go win a championship. It's that man. So either way, uh, let's talk about some awards. Uh, I, unfortunately, it's not that exciting to talk about regular season MVP anymore and, and really hasn't been for a while. Uh, Nikola Jokic is minus 250. Probably worth it just to throw a bit on there, even though you don't get the return as uh, it would take a really, really uh, crazy catastrophe, knock on wood, that doesn't happen uh, for him to fall out of contention there. If you wanted to bet on uh, Joel Embiid as he continues to make a, 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 a run for things at plus 450, you're once again kind of banking on Nicola to get hurt. And don't be such a sour grape like that. That that sounds like an unfortunate bet that you'd have to root for that, right? So um, anything on the MVP or can we kind of get even, honestly, rookie of the year, I should also mention Paolo is the best player of that class. It's not really close. He looks like a 10-year vet, the way that he can score uh, and play a uh, sort of playmaker for them as well. He's at like minus 1,000. So anything you want to say about either of those two awards, or maybe we should just move to most improved. I mean, I agree if you get minus 250 or better to just bet Jokic right now, because yeah, Giannis is going to miss time. Luca already, his odds already doubled when he missed time slash Kyrie joined the team. And you know Embiid's not going to play every single game the rest of the way. It's just like you're betting on health and just, you know, the the, the horses to maintain their current position in this race. So why not get 2.5 odds there? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm good with that for him. Uh, most improved is also maybe interesting. I mean, it's between Lowry Markin and Shea Gilgis, I, I would say, at this point. Uh, plus 135 for for SGA, plus 130 for Lowry. Those are uh, both on DraftKings, so make sure you're, you're checking which one has the best odds there on that odds finder tool. Um, but I don't I, I, Do you have a strong opinion? Either way, do you lean one way or the other for these guys? Um, I can't believe you left out your third place guy, your favorite Nick of all time, Jalen Brunson I at know. plus 300 coming in hot since he was snubbed from the all-star team, 32 and a half points a game and a one forty yeah. offensive rating. So that is better than both of them. And he, I mean, he did kind of come out of nowhere in terms of being a sixth man. And then now just the best player on a team that could finish fifth, like we're talking about in the East. Um, I, I, again, would just fade Markkinen at this point, even though he has kind of come out of nowhere. We've seen this award tech tends to go to like somebody who goes from an all-star to a superstar, not someone who comes out of nowhere to be an all-star and then is the last pick in the all-star draft for what that's worth. Uh, I guess his peers are not that impressed with what he's doing in just a high usage role on Utah, but SGA has turned into an absolute superstar. I mean, he should be all, all NBA, right? First team, all NBA at this point, maybe second team. And that, yeah, you can't, can't not enough. So if you're giving yeah. me the same odds there, I think you just bet SGA at this point. And, and I think they could stay, stick around in that, in that play in race uh, for the play in tournament. I, I do think that's somewhat relevant. If SGA drags hit that team, well, drags that team. There's some good players really like Jalen Williams, but if he's the, the far and away, a superstar, First team, probably going to get second team, but would love to see him make a first team. Um, it, you know, it, it, also depending on st- what Steph does when he comes back. But either way, like if he does that at that level with the 30 plus a game uh, and, and just the dominance with it, she's played, then yeah, you feel it. The thing about Jalen is I do think the fact that he was so good in the playoffs and that he, he is off uh, on court when Luca was off court numbers were so good in that stretch as well. It was like we kind of already knew that like, he was going to go somewhere and get starter money and he's, he's proving it. He's definitely proving it, but it's more like he's proving what we, 
thought about him rather than sort of coming out of nowhere in that sense. That's the reason I, I don't mention him in that sense. But um, I guess, you know, for coach of the year, you, you made a pretty solid case that like Joe Missoula would not get it if these Celtics don't get first. But at plus 170, like I, I do think the Kings are probably about to fall behind uh, two teams in their division in terms of the Clips and the uh, the Suns at this point. So I don't know that you love Mike Brown there. At the, and then you look at Michael Malone at plus 260, where if his if the Nuggets are the first the one seed in that um, you know that conference, a lot of players coming back from injury. I, what do you do with this? I'm I'm just already or going. If you want to bet on this, Joe Mazzulla plus 170. I could still see him getting it if they come in second in the East. Yeah, it's more narrative driven than anything else. And I mean, there's a good case for Missoula or Mike Brown because of the narrative, uh, because Mike Brown's made an awful defensive team into a contender and they're snapping that playoff drought. But I, yeah, the reason I talked myself out of saying like strong take fade Missoula is just the narrative there. Just, he just became the official head coach. He's taken this, this finals team and perhaps made them even better, even better adjustments. He's doing a better job than Udoka. Uh, so, I mean, I do think he's the favorite for good reason, but yeah, I'm staying clear of that coach of the year subjective award at this point. Totally. Yeah. I'm not with it either. Um, six man of the year, Malcolm Brogdon is minus 160. Uh, is there a chance that he enters the starting lineup and either way, minus 160, like maybe you, you think he's a lock enough to take that. I'm not really there with it. Norman Powell at plus 360. I don't love because Russell Westbrook's coming to LA. And I, even if Norman stays in his same style of role, things are just about to get weirder there. Uh, and then Tyrese Maxey at plus 400, not even going to really continue on because I don't think Russ or ben, Benny Matz or Jordan Poole have a shot at this point. But between those three, is there anything that tickles your fancy? The only thing I would even consider is the minus 160 of Malcolm Brogdon because of the fact that um, if he stays in that role for the rest of the season, he's, he's probably got it. Yeah, it's going to be Brogdon. I think that's that's pretty sure. It's it's similar to Jokic. Like if if everything stays the way it is, then uh, he's he's going to be the champion for sure in terms yeah. of that award. So I, I yeah, I think minus one sixty is fine. Yep, and then J- Triple J minus one ninety on the defensive player of the year. Kind of seems like he's running away with it. That's also somewhat narrative driven. Obviously stats are a big part of it. Um, but you know, the only other guy we look at really, I think, is Brooke Lopez at plus four hundred. Unless there's a dark horse, I'm not considering. Yeah, maybe if Giannis is hurt and the Bucks just carry themselves through with defense and it's just like really evident how Lopez is doing that. If the Grizzlies continue to, to lose games like like wildfire without Steven Adams, there's a chance that flips. But yeah, there's a reason these are just uh, quick hitters for us at the end here. We we got our strong take on, on most improved and, and, and the other futures talk. All right, I won't make you uh, answer any more awards <laughs> questions then. We're fine here. That is all the time that we have for you guys. Definitely make sure to like and subscribe to that page. We're back with a big slate on Thursday night when we get back uh, into these games here to finish the season with about 23, 25 games, depending on who you are. So until we see you next, happy betting. Stop, 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 stop.